Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. Well, Heidi, we have got a great guest today, and I always love having people on that are involved in the theater because, you know, I'm a big theater buff. Heidi, you want to introduce our guest? I would love to. We're going to talk with Stephen Dest today about when art intersects with trauma and grief. And Stephen is an award-winning writer and director. He is the founder and head of the drama department at Neighborhood Music School in New Haven, Connecticut. He is a professor of film studies at the University of Connecticut. And we will be talking with him about a film he made recently called I Am Shakespeare, The Life of Henry Green. So Stephen, tell us a little bit about how you got into the film, why you made it, and about Henry. Let me start off right, right away with letting everybody know that so I do have a background as a theater teacher and a theater director. And that's actually where I first met Henry. I knew Henry when he was um, in middle school doing, oh. doing plays and musicals. And he was such a charismatic, uh, young, intelligent man. And he, had, he just had full of life. And he was someone that I continued to mentor, even though I stopped working uh, in the public school system. I had... I had another film that I completed before I made I Am Shakespeare called My Brother Jack. And when I was working on that film, I had heard about Henry, um, Henry's shooting and that he had gotten shot. Wow. And, uh, and at that time, I wasn't sure if he was surviving or not. Myself and many others, we knew Henry Green. What we didn't know was that he was living a dual life as renegade, this gangbanger. So here he was, Henry Green, this honor roll student, this, this young man who was sought after by the Yale School of Drama, Juilliard, and it's sort of, yeah, very much Jekyll and Hyde kind of life that he was living. And people who knew Henry Green, like myself, we were not aware of Renegade and the violent crimes that he was committing um, in, the, in the neighborhood, in, you know, right down the street from the school that he was, you know, like I said, he was the honor roll student. He was valedictorian, all these things. That's amazing. And, yeah, and so, when I first started working with Henry, originally we were gonna to write together. And over time it transpired that Henry's such a great speaker. And he had, at that point he was out there um, doing live events and talking about uh, his experience and when he got shot and the life that he lived afterwards. He was 19 when he got shot. He went to school afterwards, after his recovery and he got a degree in psychology. But at that time, um, no, he chose not to go to school because there were a lot of, his younger brother and many others were, were being threatened and he didn't want to leave the, the neighborhood. So he felt, he felt university wasn't, and he talks about it in the film a lot. You know, he just felt like university didn't make sense for him. It made, probably made sense for Henry Green, but he was deep into being renegade at that time. Um, and, and the violence started to really get larger and bigger and ultimately came after him. Um, he ended up being shot in the stomach by a 14 year old boy. Uh, and, 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 you know, and then his recovery was remarkable. Uh, he, he had the intestinal transplant. No one really, 
expected him to survive that. And not only did he survive it, he survived it for five amazing years. Um, and he took those years and boy, he did more in the last five years of his life than I think most people have done in their entire life. Yeah. Steven, that's what I was struck by when I watched the film is that not only did he survive, he was thriving. I mean, he yeah. was so optimistic and he was like, okay, this is a horrible thing that happened, but it may have been the best thing. It may have saved my life, you know? And yeah. he was out there inspiring others that had had a lot of adversity to rise above it and, you know, to get out of this kind of a lifestyle. I mean, it's, he's a pretty remarkable person to be a valedictorian on one side and be Henry Green, the valedictorian and be renegade, the gang member on the other side yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting you said that, you know, Henry often says that he says it in the film that in many ways that bullet saved him, mm -hmm. you know, that he was, the life that he was living up until that moment was not good. And he knows that. He literally went into chronic rejection of his transplant, the eve of our world premiere in New wow. York City at the Harlem International Film Festival. He never made it to that event. And he basically, he lived for nine months, but in, in a coma um, down in DC. I never saw him. Um, I saw him a week before that at another event we had done and that was it. And then um, I went down to the hospital to see, pay my regards with his family, but he was, on, he, was on, he was on life support at that point. Henry married while he was in the hospital. Um, he married his, his uh, high school sweetheart, Devaya. And I, so Devaya and I still stay in contact. I still stay in contact with the family as much as I can. It's been a difficult time for them. Uh, and the, they, they're proud of the film and the, and the story that he's left behind. But you know, it's difficult, it's mm -hmm. difficult. And it's difficult. How do you see that? What is difficult about it for them? You know, I, I think uh, I think the fact that he survived the shooting that night, mm -hmm. um, and like we were speaking earlier about, he he wasn't just he wasn't just getting by those last few years. He was living such a full life. He he was so healthy, and I think um, I think it took a while for his family to kind of come to terms with with that. You know. They, I think they, they got to a place where I think they understood that his, his death was imminent when he first got shot, but he survived that. So mm -hmm. to live with him for those five wonderful years and then to have it go so quickly, I think that was... That was I wondered, what's your own experience with grief and loss? Uh, so uh, a lot, actually. So I, um, a lot of my films represent that. Um, there's probably, uh, it's probably part, it's been a big part of my, my career. So I, my father passed away when I was 13 years old, wow. um, Easter Sunday, and then five years ago, I lost my, my brother. I'm the youngest of five. Mm. So I, I, I tend to reflect on, on loss in my, in my art, in mm -hmm. my storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not afraid to go there. No, no, I need to. It's my therapy. Yeah. You see people, you know, when we've had these great losses, we're not afraid to, to delve into those places and those painful places. And what you're doing is certainly helping other people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I, I see it as I'm still here and they're not. And I have an opportunity to, to engage in life and share their stories, whether it's adapted in a fictional way or a true story, like a documentary like Henry's. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah. so personally, how do you take care of yourself? when you feel low and when this happened, it's a huge disappointment. Writing, being creative, um, really certainly been a real outlet for me in those moments. Um, 
I have two wonderful children that I, I spend a lot of my time with. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I think when I have, when I have low moments, I, um, I, I, I seek out good people in my life and, and spend as much time with them as possible. And then, you know, often find ways to, from an art standpoint, to create. Um, if, if I'm creating, if I'm writing, if I'm developing a film, then I, I feel good. The documentary is important right now because we, it's, it has a 26 page study guide curriculum with it. So we infuse it into the school systems around the country, high schools, universities, uh, libraries, things of that nature. So uh, that's been a big focus in my, my career right now for the past year. Um, I'm working with Devai, who I mentioned before, uh, Henry's widow on an adaptation of his story, which was something that Henry and I were excited to do. Um, and then, yeah, I have some other film projects outside of Henry's, you know, Henry's life. You know, I, I really wasn't sure uh, when Henry passed away, I tried, I dove into a completely different project. Um, and I couldn't do, I wasn't ready to do that. So you had, I, to step away, you had to step away from Henry for a little bit. I did. I did step away from Henry. Yeah. Were there messages that, that like things that Henry lived by that mm. have helped you to, to go through the grief process? I mean, because he was so inspirational in how he got through great adversity in his own life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so many things. I, I think, um, I, I don't, every day I, I think of Henry um, in, in ways to improve my life. Um, you know, he loved to work out a lot. If you saw the film, boy, you know, for, for a man who's been, had a bullet in him, he's about the, as fit as you could get. Henry was very interested in the human body and how it connects with, uh, with, with your mental health. And I've, I've taken the lead on that. So I go to the gym a lot more than I used to because of Henry. And I think I also, um, just his, his desire to, to share his story uh, with the community with something I'm, I'm a lot shyer in that way. So he, he's inspired me to, to go out there a little bit more, even doing something like this and, and being a little bit more open uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with my back, with my backstory. I think I, that comes from Henry. Because mm -hmm. um, you can learn from it and you could teach from it. What did you do to cope when your brother died? Um, I, well, I had a therapist at the time. So I, I, you know, I talked to a therapist uh, to work through the grieving, mainly because I didn't do that when I was a little boy. I didn't do that when my father passed. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it came full circle uh, in that moment in my life. And I realized that, you know, I needed to, I needed to be with some, a professional and talk to somebody in that regard. And, and she was, uh, Susan, she was tremendously helpful. At that you know, time. that's interesting because Heidi's just teaching a class at Columbia right now. And it is on, Heidi, what's the class called again? It's called Traumatic Loss During Childhood. And what it does is it looks like losses such as yours of your dad and how it impacts us over the life course. Yeah. So, you know, when your brother died, it not only brought up, it sounds like sadness about your brother, but it brought up things that you had buried maybe as a teenager about your dad. Yeah, absolutely. I'm that's great that you're teaching that course. Our grief doesn't begin and end. It transforms over a lifetime. And you're bringing up a good point, Stephen. It's never too late to go back and look at those early losses. You've done it with your dad. Yeah, no, no absolutely. And, I, and as you, you, I'm sure you know, like I think when you're, when you're young, and you know, my mom was so young, we were all so young. And you know, we didn't really know how to move forward. We just sort of like kind of kept everything tucked away and, you know, I, I think I went to school like three days after my dad's funeral. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you know, and, and just kept going, kept going yeah. to school and then work and then 
college and then career. Mm -hmm. um, and then boom, when my brother, when that happened, everything just, it all came running back. Yeah, you know, and it woke me up to, I, I, you know, that I'm not, I haven't really mourned my father, mm -hmm. you know. And you, and you know, I, I think that uh, the full circle isn't, then you get involved with Henry and someone who's dying and you bring a perspective to that. Yeah. And, you, and you bring his perspective to his family and, and what a blessing you are Thank to, you. Be able to be able to do that. And partially because of your own tragedy and loss that you've had in your life. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you. You know, Henry always said that, you know, he, he wouldn't have told that story um, with anybody else. And I don't, I, and, you know, at the time I, I appreciated it, but I appreciate it certainly a lot more now that, now that he's not with us anymore. And that I was, that he trusted enough in me um, to be able to be that open and candid about his, his life, good and bad, because it wasn't all good. So I, I am blessed that he, he saw that in me, as you do. I appreciate that. And he was blessed that he had a hearing ear because lots of people can't hear mm -hmm. some of the things that happen. Yeah. So tell us your website and tell us about your film and where we can find you. The website is IamShakespeareMovie.com um, and it's very in-depth. It's, it's got a lot of information, not only about the film, um, and you could also get the film there, but you can also get the study guide. And through there, there's an email that you can, if you're a school or a community, that's interested in, uh, in doing a viewing of the film and a talk back, uh, you can contact me uh, through that website. Thank you so much for all the work you've done in uh, your film and God bless you and all you're doing. Thank you and you too. Thank you so much, all of you, I appreciate it. Thanks Stephen and thank you for your film, I Am Shakespeare and for telling the Henry Green story because I think it's a really inspirational message for all of us in how to live our best life. Thank you. And thanks everybody for watching and listening to the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.